You are now listening to the Oliver Manley Show. Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. My name is Oliver Manalise. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I've been trying to find a concise way of expressing what it is we actually do here. And my brother was kind enough to offer a great tagline for us. And you let me know what you think of it. So in this show, in the interviews that I do, it's my job to uncover the breakdowns and breakthroughs of everyday heroes. That's the tagline. Breakdowns and breakthroughs of everyday heroes. I really like the ring to it. I would love to hear what you think. So essentially, it's entrepreneurs, coaches, authors, speakers, people that we look up to, and they're really accomplished, but we might not stop and think about the fact that they also have struggles and challenges of their own. So my job is to extract insights that we can apply in our own lives for our own breakdowns and breakthroughs. So I think it's a great conversation for us to have. And today we have a special guest. But before we get into it, I want to share a quick word about my weekly newsletter, Oliver's Picks. So every single week, I devour tons of content, articles, videos, podcasts, you name it. And the most empowering, entertaining, and engaging pieces of content are what end up in my newsletter. So it's really a bite-sized hit of inspiration every single Friday. So if you're interested, you can sign up at olivermanalise.com slash picks. As well, I'm a breakthrough coach and I work with leaders in aligned reinvention. And all that means is I support people in having their life match their essence through tools, processes, and guidance. If you happen to know anyone in a life, career, or relationship transition who's looking to get to their growth edge, I'd love the opportunity to connect with them for a complimentary session. We will go deep and they'll walk away with powerful actions to take. And I promise no hard sales. If they're a match for one of my programs or not, I'm really just interested in finding more ways to support people. So if you know of anybody, have them send me an email to podcast at olivermanalise.com and we can set something up. And finally, if you have been listening to the show and getting a ton of value from it, please subscribe to the podcast, share it on your social media, spread the word. And if you're inspired to, it would be greatly appreciated if you head over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review. This is the best way for us to get more visibility. On to our guest. Today, we have the powerful Jennifer Acosta. I actually met Jennifer through a mutual friend slash coach, Hans Phillips, and uh, he was actually a previous guest on the show. And we were on the phone getting to know each other for the first time, and my jaw literally dropped. Her energy, her story, its it just it had me wanting so much more, and I had to do everything that I could to, to hit the pause button on the conversation and kindly ask if we could capture this for the show. And I'm, I'm honored that she said yes. Uh, in fact, she was the first guest I had the privilege to interview for the show. So if you don't know who Jennifer is, she is a wealth coach, a professional network marketer, entrepreneur, and mom. And she combines a lot of her experiences in ontological coaching, yoga teaching, energy work, massage therapy, birth doula training, so many different areas of her life. She combines it just so she could inspire people to reconnect with themselves and their soul's work. The most important thing to her is having p- 
people live deeper, fuller, richer lives. As a coach, what gets her jumping out of bed is supporting people to shatter their limiting beliefs, behavior patterns to create a thriving life in all areas, finances, relationships, feeling connected, and making an impact. As an entrepreneur, she's a huge advocate for living life on your own terms through building an online empire, creating an income stream, and growing your wealth. And in our conversation today, it was a really fun conversation, lots of laughs, lots of lightheartedness, even though we had some deep, intense topics to cover. She talks about her sister's car accident and how it changed the direction of her life forever when she was 14 years old. The importance of listening to your intuition, even if it's just a pinprick of light shining through. How at 18 years old, she made a like a drastic decision to leave one coast, the East Coast, all the way to the West Coast, where she joined a spiritual community, transformed her life. How grow- growing up in a highly academic family impacted her. We talked about so many different things. It was an absolute joy to interview Jennifer. She is literally an effortless human being to be with. And uh, her sense of humor, her lightness, uh, it's, it's just so fun to listen to. I think you'll get a ton out of hearing her story. So here we go. Let's Let's dive in and give a warm welcome to Jennifer Acosta. I, I'm, I really appreciate you being here. And like we talked about on the phone, I mean, we caught up for the first, I guess not caught up because that was the first time we, we spoke together. Yeah. It just got, it started to get really deep. And I just had this feeling inside my gut that I'm going to regret not recording this conversation. Mm. And I just want to know. Yeah. Um, oh, I, Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. So I just felt that we were going to get deep and we were going to get into some really interesting stuff about your story. And I would have regretted not having it recorded. So I felt that maybe this, maybe this is the moment where I'm being called to have uh, my first podcast guest. Nice. And Jennifer Acosta. Yay! Do, do, do. Awesome. <laughs> so you have a ton of energy. Where, I do. Where does that come from? You know, I have to admit, actually, Oliver, this weekend, I just got back Monday. Yeah, so a day, two days ago. Um, I was in, I flew to Las Vegas for the weekend for a seminar um, for entrepreneurs and um, specifically network marketers, but really any entrepreneurs, um, it pertained to them. And uh, um, there was tons of people on there, amazing people who are just doing big things in their life. And um, two of them specifically was, uh, so Friday night, for like a four or five hour session was Tony Robbins. Who's that? Anthony Robbins. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, hello. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he was amazing and just, you know, taught us so much. And just being around his energy was like, you know, I felt like I, I could fly to the moon. So that was, that was great. And then the next day, actually, it was the first time I have ever seen him speak, like in live, was Sir Richard Branson. And, um, oh my God. I know. And he was, of course, very different. I mean, he wasn't jumping around the stage like Tony was, but he, uh, you know, somebody had come out and interviewed him. And um, so they sat and talked. But just to be 
around somebody that is like playing the game that he plays, like at the level that he plays and what he's taken on in his life and, you know, the risks he's taking, I mean, financially, but even physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and, and to be at an age where he's looking at all of us who were most of most all of us were younger than him. And he's just like, you know, looked at us. He's like, it's all good. You know, it seems serious. Things seem hard. Things seem difficult. And they're going to get difficult. And it's all good. Keep going. Keep going. I feel like that is probably one of the most simple mantras that I've, at least maybe for the last 12 months, mm-hmm. I just keep telling myself when I have friends who are coaches, that's what they say. They just say, just keep going. Like, just totally. keep going. Do not stop. Yes, absolutely. I'm so jealous that you had that intera- that uh, experience with two powerhouses. Yes, That's I know. Awesome. It, it was really such a gift. And um, I'm still kind of really juiced off of it. And like I said, ener- uh, Tony brought the energy and the kind of pumped up, like, awesomeness and and for me Richard Branson brought the much more grounded um you know two He's chilled yeah exactly <laughs> two very different energies but super powerful both of them uh you know just much more chill and laid back but also just like you know he doesn't regret a thing he doesn't regret a thing he would do it again in a heartbeat and even take more risks than he did you know yeah. so and was he relatable? Because I mean, one thing that I think about when I'm here, when I'm listening to people who have quote unquote made it, they're like, they're, they're so, so far beyond what mm. you know, a small business owner or a, or a first time entrepreneur is at, that it feels like maybe they're disconnected or, or am I wrong? Or is that, was that not the case with at least them two? Yeah. I mean, no, for me, I can, I hear what you're saying and I can, I can relate in a way to that. Um, but these two somehow made it really, in my experience, it was really very relatable. They awesome. they talked a lot about the, in, you know, what they've been through and, you know, um, just a little bit about, and neither of them, you know, um, was born with what's that saying the the silver tooth in your mouth um, or the silver yeah the silver tooth mouth. yeah yeah I know silver tooth um, you know nobody none of them were born with that they came from nothing and they yeah. created their life and you know they said I, I am I was nothing special but I just got connected to the bigger picture the bigger vision I got out of my way and I kept going after every punch and every fall I kept going. And that is why they are at where they're at today. So what, what did that bring up for you? I mean, you're, you're in there, you're in the audience and he's talking about getting back up after getting knocked down. Hmm. Yes. Well, I've sure been knocked down. <laughs> so I, I segue then. <laughs> totally. Uh, yes. So I can definitely, definitely relate um, to, to that. Um, you know, there's, I mean, I, everyone has a story, right? And I sure got mine. I'm not sure how detailed you want me to go, but yeah, I can definitely just look to sum it up before if we want to get into detail looking back on my life there were many times that big blows have happened to me and 
some of the times I got really, really, really stopped, meaning for years I just was depressed or, you know, let it stop me or shut me down or silence me. And yet now um, at the stage that I'm in in life, I see how it was all preparing me to just totally um, come undone the words that I'm coming are coming to me, but not in a way of unraveling and falling apart. Yeah, that's happened, but coming undone to then just, I feel this, this fire in my belly, like never before. (laughs) And I'm not as afraid, Oliver, you know, like I, I, I'm, I have learned that I am going to piss people off. Uh, there's going to be people who don't like me, who don't want to hear me, who don't think I make any sense or I'm a wacko, and that's okay. And I spent way too much time in my life trying to please everybody, and I'm done with that. Wow. I feel like, I feel like this is like the, the movie trailer. Like this is such a little... <laughs> Such a teaser. Nice. <laughs> surface level. I have, okay, so th- this is where I want to start. I feel mm-hmm. like the people that I get the privilege to speak with mm-hmm. they have one or two very defining moments. And it's kind of like the fork in the road. There's a, they can take one path, which is the predictable path, which is, okay, well, this didn't work, so I can go and take this path because it's been um, – it's reliable. This is, this is safe. Mm. It's comfortable. And there's nothing wrong with that. But then there's the other path, which is, this is possibility. This is the unknown. I have no idea what's going to happen on, on this side. And right. it, it often happens during an incredible breakdown or oh, rock yes. bottom or a, a metaphoric death. And so I'm interested. Do you have like one singular moment you can remember where everything just kind of change directions where you're like wow i'm just not having any of this anymore something needs to change and i gotta change it and it's up to me to do it hmm okay so that's there is a few (laughs) i'm like which one should i choose what's the most Um, prominent one um prominent one um you know i'll start with kind of the first one for me because that was a big deal um I was um, 18 years old at the time, and um, when I was 14, my sister, who is 14 months older than me, was in a very bad drunk driving accident. And um, so we got a call that night. I, you know, I was 14. We got a call that night. I remember my best friend, Julie slept over at my house and it was midnight or so. And we were about to go to sleep after a fun slumber party kind of thing we had. And the phone rang and I just was like, who would be calling now? My parents were sleeping. My other siblings were sleeping. And I, picked it up and it was, it, they said, this is the police, is Judith Acosta there? And I was like, uh, uh, you know, I just remember freezing. And then my mom got up and she grabbed the phone from me. And um, she, I remember Oliver seeing her face just like, she just turned into a ghost. And um, I just remember feeling in my belly, like, oh my God, Everything in my entire life is about to change right now. I remember as a 14-year-old girl that feeling. And, um, you know, a lot of commotion happened after that. And in literally 
three minutes, my parents were out the door in, in the car and they left me home because I have a, a younger sister who at the time was a baby and a younger brother who also at the time was four or five or something. Um, and they left and basically they ran out of the house saying, your sister's dying. We need to go stay here. We'll let you know. And I was like, what? You know, oh like, and at the time, my sister, who again was 14 months older than me, she was my best friend. We were, we were like twins. We dressed the same. We were together all the time. She was, she was my buddy. And so first of all, in that moment, I felt like, I, why aren't they taking me? I want to go say goodbye to her. Second of all, what happened? What are you talking about? How could she just left the house looking beautiful in a dress to go off to her friend's sweet 16 three hours ago? Like, what do you mean she's dying? What? And um, so they went off. And anyway, long night. Um, she turned out she was in a coma for... I think it was almost four months, Oliver, and um, they told us, they didn't think she'd make it through the night. So for the first week, we were saying goodbye, we were saying our prayers and all that, and then she, she kept going, but then it was, okay, she's going to live, but she might not be able to function for the rest of her life. So... You know, it was, yeah, it was, that was, so she was in a coma um, for almost four months, but, you know, she didn't just suddenly wake up. Um, so it was about two years, maybe two and a half years of massive rehabilitation for my sister, Noelle. She had to learn how to eat again, feed herself again, how to go to the bathroom, how to walk, how to Wait, so she, sur she, she survived. She came out of the coma. She survived. She's alive today and well and a mother and all that. Oh. But, yeah. but at, at that moment and in those years, in that, those nights, we had no idea she was going to make it. Um, and also if she'd ever be able to function on her own as a person, you know, as a, uh, an independent entity. So, um, so anyway, I'm telling you this because you can imagine what that does to a family, you know, um, that a 14 year old little girl. Yeah, exactly. Like and I'm, class. I'm a sister, sister hero. Right. Totally. And, and there's five of us siblings and I'm totally in the middle. So I have two above me and two below me. <laughs> and so I was the one that the typical middle child, right? I was the one I, I did whatever one wanted to do. I didn't make waves. I took care of the youngers, but you know, idolized and did what the olders told me. I just kind of, I, I slid through. Do you know what I mean? And, um, and so this, I tell you about that night because I remember thinking everyone, everything is changing and, you know, it changed for my whole family. My dad, who was a doctor at the time, you know, and my mom were basically at her bedside for months. Um, you know, money stopped coming in for a bit because they didn't work. They were trying to help Noel. I then took on a lot of taking care of my younger siblings whilst my older sister was in college at the time. And so, you know, for years, we were trying to get Noel well, and yet barely surviving ourselves because often when somebody's sick or there's a trauma, you know, I 
obviously that person's in a hard place, but it's also the family, the support system, yeah, you know, that, you know, we forget. <laughs> so slow down for a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you decide at that moment that you, that you found out? Mm. Is there, was there like a, a view that you had about the world? Cause I mean, re- recently my, recently my grandmother passed away and that was like mm-hmm. the, most, the closest loss that I've ever had. And mm. something shifted like a one or two months after. And I just felt this, like this subtle sense of like letting go. It's almost like I just decided to not try and control everything and try to grip so tightly on the outcomes that I desired mm. and letting go was such like a, it was like a lightness that I experienced. Okay. And right. I don't know. Like, I mean, you're 14. Was it, was there <laughs> something that shifted for you? The way you saw things, the way you saw your family, uh, the delicacy of life or. Yeah. So thank you. That's such a rich question. Um, so so that night, Oliver, being given that, again, I was a young girl, I mean, 14, barely hit puberty and just making my way in the world. And the way my parents were at that time and the way we were all functioning, I can't relate to what you're saying that night because I just, when you asked that, what came up for me was, okay, um, pull it together, Jen, because mm-hmm. other people need you now. And that, and and Oliver, I did that for until I was 18. For about four years, I, we, my family, we had to pull it together to get through. And so was um, like a growing up, like a accelerated yeah. adulthood. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, you know, there was many, many, many months, even years that um, in high school, I would go to school and I remember falling asleep in a lot of my classes because my parents were at the hospital all night and I'd be changing my little baby sister's diaper at 14 and coming home and making dinners. And, um, you know, we did, we all did what we had to do. My parents wanted to be with my sister in the hospital in case she passed. Mm. And so I had to pick up what was at home. So yes, it was total survival mode for a while. Um, Now what I can relate to what you said, and this is the pivotal moment that I'm talking about was um, (laughs) at 18, I was in college and I remember um, just after years, of just surviving and I went and I was very I was depressed as like a 17 18 year old I remember just feeling so dark inside and Noelle at this point was better and my family was trying to pick up the pieces of the trauma we had been through in the last couple years and um, the financial crisis it put us through her bills were well over you know four hundred thousand dollars or hospital stuff and all that um, you know, so, so I was just feeling all the, the dismay of the, the whiplash of this trauma at 17 and 18. And I remember going to college and there, I had taken a test and I was never, ever a good test taker. It was just, you know, I'm one of those kids that would get nervous and anxious and, um, nobody helped me find how best I 
took tests and the way that are they're taken at least in the you know American public schools here um, I just I just couldn't fill in the bubbles and you know like it just was hard for my brain and yeah. I remember I, I got the test back and I fa it was a big F and I failed and I remember thinking what the hell am I doing like why am I here I this I can't relate to anyone in this room you know I I, I don't I contemplated I I would not have killed myself but because I think I was too scared but but I did feel like if if it ended oh well like no big deal I remember wow. having that feeling as an 18 year old girl and that was a pivotal moment for me Oliver and within the next month or so I packed up my entire life <laughs> an 18 year old girl I packed up my entire life I said goodbye to my family and I got in a car with a friend of mine my best friend at the time and him and I drove from New York to California and stopped a bit along the way and then um, in California I landed somewhere in a spiritual community down in Big Sur it's called Esalen Institute I don't know if anyone's heard of it um, but it's it's a spiritual community on the edge of the ocean in Big Sur California it's gorgeous amazing and can we just um, backtrack for a second yeah yeah mm -hmm. what was it that had you I mean obviously you faced a lot of trauma together as a family and there's years there that you didn't get to be like a normal kid. Right, right. And for you to leave, you know, to, to have a month to, I don't know, have that decision, like, okay, I need to separate. I need to yeah. become my own woman. Like, what was, what was the thought process during all that? Like, what were you feeling? Yeah, you know, um, I can I was feeling what, when you asked the question, was there a moment that there was like this shift in me? Um, there was a shift and the shift was uh, something around the, the lines of now or never. Like this mm. is not, this is not who I am. This is not what I want. And I need to make a change and I need to make a big change. And that at that point, again, I was an 18 year old girl, didn't yeah. have much money, didn't, you know, not many resources, but I knew if I stayed and continued what I was doing, I probably wouldn't have made it out alive somehow, you know, cause Is I was that so heavy fast. to be around that. All the time. Yeah. Yes, it was. I, I just, you know, and it's not that my life was awful and, you know, all that. I mean, from the outside looking in, Oliver, and maybe people you can relate to this, like everything looked fine. You know, I mean, definitely we were through a huge trauma and everyone yeah. in our town knew that and our community knew that. But we were okay. Noelle was alive. She was doing well. We were kind of getting, finding some normalcy. But the trauma from, um, you know, just the surviving for so many years and sort of denying the hurt and the fear that happened that night when I witnessed that phone call as a young girl and, and you know, what I felt in that moment, I never was actually able to, to feel or articulate wow. because 
because for years I just went into what needs to be done mode. And, and so there was this, this, this very broken piece of me inside that went unchecked. And I knew if I didn't check it, <laughs> that I would just break much more. You so, know? so is it like you left New York, you headed to California, and it was like you giving yourself permission to process all these years worth of is it like suppressed emotions because you were so busy thinking about you know just getting stuff done and doing the next to doing the next thing just to survive yes yeah yeah it was similar to that and again as a young lady it was you know i come from a great family but um, my dad's a doctor my mom's a nurse they wanted me to go to college they wanted me to get married and stay married and have kids. They wanted me to have the white picket fence. They wanted, you know what I mean? They wanted, right. They wanted me to live in New York 10 minutes away from them so they can have their grandkids. I mean, and I can understand that, but I knew, I just knew that wasn't my path. I I knew that, that it wasn't, you know, and, and so there was a lot of shame at 18, you are still trying to find your way in the world and in a sense, please your parents and pave your own path. And I knew if I, for me at that time, if I moved even 10 minutes away or whatever, I wouldn't, I still would have done the same things. I needed a major, major (laughs) life change. So I basically stayed in the same country, but I went as far as I could. You were like the opposite. Yeah. The opposite end of the country from one ocean to the other ocean. Literally, I grew up on the ocean side in New York. That was the name of the town. And I drove straight. (laughs) I drove straight to um, Big Sur, the the ocean side of the California coast. And and then the other thing is, you know, to sum that up, um, I went there for a work apprenticeship at that that time you can go and you can take classes and um, they have spiritual leaders that come and teach classes and, and um, you know, uh, you can be in the community um, and work like a work study program. So I signed up for that and I said, okay, I'm going to do this for a month and then I'll go home. I'll get my head together. Da, da, da. And I stayed, I wound up leaving about two and a half years later. <laughs> so, I'm so the question is, did it work? I mean, you're still, I know you're still in California. Yes. <laughs> you went all the way across the country. Did you get what you were looking for? Or was it just like, hey, this is just a, the new chapter. This is the new beginning. Like what, mm-hmm. what stuff keep cre- creeping up on you? Like what happened? Yeah. Well, at the time, I mean, it was a major life change from the suburbs of New York, like I said, to a mm-hmm. farm I'm in California in so a spiritual, yeah, a spiritual community. And there's, you know, they're known for their hot springs and you know, people don't wear clothes. And so it was a major, Ooh. major life change. My mom almost had a heart attack, <laughs> but it's for me what I needed at the time. And did it yeah. heal everything? Um, it definitely started to. So, you know, I remember um, that back then they didn't really have, they were only starting to have computers. There wasn't any internet. So we were writing letters, if you can remember. And I remember um, 
getting letters from friends of mine back in New York. And at that time, we were all my old friends were turning 21 and you know they were out and said oh you know big parties and getting right. drunk and you know getting slammed and all that and I spent my 21st birthday Oliver in a hot springs um, if I can be very um, honest naked with um, <laughs> about yeah, everyone, and it's not, it wasn't like sexual, please know that. That's not how they do it. You know, it was yeah, just, just natural. It, it was, it was clothing optional and most people mm -hmm. didn't wear clothes. Um, so, but in a bath with 25 of my closest friends with flower petals and essential oils and herbs thrown in this amazing hot springs listening to the ocean and the waves crash while 25 of my friends massaged me and whispered in my ear like you are loved you are divine Whoa. you know like For and 20, that, that was how old. i spent my 21st birthday <laughs> yes that's yeah. pretty yeah I, I'm, I'm like imagining it inside my head yeah <laughs> right paradise with people yeah. Yes, and and an affirmation. Totally, exactly. And again, it was it was very clean and clear and you know, everyone for the most part is very respectful. It wasn't anything like that, but that shows you like you know, what I if I stayed and ignored that inner hunch that that thing that I knew when I got that test back and I saw that F for failure, if I had ignored it, I would have been back home drinking, doing drugs, and very pretty miserable, like wow. honestly, most of my friends were. And I made a major life change, and it was not easy. My parents did not want me to go, they didn't support me financially or anyway i had i had never been to california i knew nobody out there my friend drove with me but he was dropping me off and then he was going on some journey so oh, it was man. scary it so was what, scary okay so what do you think it is about you and what happened in your life to, to i don't know to, to give you the courage or the bravery or the willingness to take this risk like what what do you think it was inside of you hmm. was it like was it like that you know uh that whisper inside of you that gut whisper that you were ignored you were ignoring turned into like an unpleasant yelling or <laughs> right right what was it um yeah in a way maybe um you know I, again as you're asking that question oliver i have um, I've never been uh, in school, you know, there was that trauma, but even as a young, young, young girl, I, school was always hard for me. And again, I grew up in a family where academics were very important. And all my sisters and my brother are and were very smart. Straight A students never struggled, busted it out. And for me, it, it was always hard for me. So um, two things. I wish now the age that I am looking back, I wish that somebody and my mom wasn't able to see it, although I think she felt it. She was just really busy in her, you know, she had five kids. She was doing her thing. I wish there was somebody that saw that, okay, you might not be so good in this. Uh, 
um, math or, you know, what are the ABCs of what they teach in school, but let's find what you're good at and let's bring that out in you. So, you know, that for me is sort of a mission as I'm a mother is, is I'm, I've totally know kids learn in different ways and our, our, um, job, our definite job that I feel very passionate about as adults is to learn how our children, and I mean all the children in our world, um, their gifts, because their gifts are very different, and how to bring them out. And not oh, yeah. everyone's going to be a doctor or a nurse mm-hmm. or a school teacher or whatever. So that's the first thing is, and I say that because I knew Oliver at a young age what I wasn't good at. But I have to say, I always felt, although it got dark at times, I always felt this very deep connection to, um, I would say, God, to the universe. Um, I was sort of, I mean, we're all connected, right? But yeah. I, I, something, I, great, something greater than yourself, like you, you felt that connection. Yes. And the reason why I'm saying it it this way is because I feel like if I was like my sisters and my brother, for me, this is my experience. If I was smart and got straight A's and everything was easy, I would have missed the, 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 the light inside of me that here's what I want to say. I wasn't good at tests, but yet I knew I was good at following something inside of me that was different than what I saw around me, but it felt like, it felt like a lifeline, you know, in a world where I was told I have to do accomplish certain things and be a certain way and speak a certain way. When that was all hard for me, I had to fall back as a little girl on, but hold on. I have this little thing inside that's telling me that there is something else for me and even though I'm not good at that, I'm somehow going to find whatever that is for me. So. I, think there's, I think there's so many people in the world <laughs> who probably feel that way. Yes. And it's like your, your entire environment, the people around you, the media, you know, when you have that feeling inside of you that there's a gift, there's a greatness, there's a connection, there's, there's something, you know, different than what you see. It's almost like you, you feel like, I mean, at least for me, I feel like I'm the crazy one or I did feel like I'm the crazy totally. one. Like I'm isolated. I'm the only one like this and everybody else is trying to, not trying to, but everybody else is sort of promoting the complete antithesis of what's happening inside of me. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of mind boggling. So totally. I think a lot of people can probably relate to what you went through. But I mean, the, dis- the distinguishing factor about you is that you listened. Right. <laughs> so what's the, I mean, what's the dot that you connect back? So obviously this one came up for you for a reason. Yeah. Not that you can connect back, like how are, who you are right now and how does it connect back to that defining moment of, of moving your entire life, your entire being and claiming your own womanhood, independence. Mm. Um, once again, great question. Um, as that's, that's the one I chose. So I'll go with that is, um, when everything around me told me I couldn't, shouldn't, um, don't I dare, you know, that, that kind of energy behind it. I had to listen to that 
And at that point, I have to say it was a very quiet, quiet, quiet voice because there was so much, I was grappling with so much darkness within because I was just hurting. I was wounded. Um, so that very pinprick, if you will, that little pencil dot of hope, I had to go with that because mm. I just knew that I couldn't listen to everyone around me because none of it made sense. And the yes. dark and the darkness didn't make sense. So so I guess as I'm saying this, it's like it's follow that if a eighteen year old girl was to come to me and to relate or any age, you know, I would say follow that pinprick of light, even if it's a pinprick and even if it's scary mm. as hell, follow that and the rest will unfold. That is, oh, I'm getting goosebumps and I wrote that down. <laughs> like, that is delicious. Let's see, like, mm -hmm. that is exactly why I wanted you to be on this. Ah, because, yay. you know, like to, to go from, you know, uh, the trauma and then facing the reality of, okay, my life is going to go in this direction if I stay here. Uh, right. The thing that defines you, the thing that has made you you was the fact that you're like, I don't, everyone's going to tell me not to do this. Every, yeah. Everyone and everything around me is going to be against this. Mm -hmm. But if it's inside of me and I'm hearing it from within, even if it's a tiny little crack, mm -hmm. I will regret it for the rest of my life if I don't listen. So I got to go and do this. Exactly. Like, that is huge. Like totally. That, that, is your, that is your essence. <laughs> Yes, totally. And I, I do feel like it doesn't have to be as dramatic for everyone, you know, <laughs> you know, but, but no, I mean, what I want to share is that I feel like even on an almost everyday basis, Oliver, and maybe you see this with your clients and with your loved ones or in your own life, there's so much noise around us all the time that even in the small choices, the day-to-day -day choices, like if we just tuned in just a little more to our own voice or intuition or whatever you want to call that, just a little more every day, like our lives, I feel like, would be so much richer than yeah. the 98% of us who just move with the masses and listen to the noise that's around, you know? Oh. <laughs> and that's just one moment. That's just one. That's just one. I've got more, but I don't think, you know, and we'll so do I, more interviews. I'm really, I'm really thankful that you went that deep with, with, I mean, with that moment, just because it's, mm. I mean, the, the whole idea of, of starting this is because I'm so interested in, the reinvention process. I'm interested yes. in what are the highlights? What are the lowlights, the breakdowns, the breakthroughs? And can we extract, you know, some delicious nuggets that, you know, anyone can take no matter what the situation is. I mean, like, right. I feel like you have a very unique story, but mm -hmm. inside that unique story, there's a universal truth in there that we can all learn from. Right. Totally. So tell, totally. tell us what, I mean, Let's, let's fast forward and where you're at. I mean, where are you at right now? And how, how has this, I mean, because I feel like that was a seed. Like you planted that seed. Yes. It started to germinate, start to grow roots and it started to grow. Like how's that turned into what your life is like now? Um, 
Ooh, you and your questions. I love it. <laughs> Let's see. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's great. It's, um, it's go, we're going deep. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> How that started. Well, there's a lot of, a lot of things. Um, basically, you know, if, if I can sum it up in a way without getting you know, carried away too, too long. Um, <laughs> I know I'm like, Oh, um, I would say it, 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 it did. I love what you said. I'm, I'm visual. So I love what you said. It did plant the seed of, you know what, like no matter how bad it looks, no matter how scary it is, um, it's going to be okay. Even mm. in the dark times, it's going to be okay as long as I honor who I am and you know I have to say again we can get into more detail at another time but I had to learn that lesson in a few other places in my life and um so it's not like it was all healed and solved at 18 and 21 years old course, there was a journey since then but um certainly that sort of paved the foundation for you know, me finding my voice again and um, being able to not be, being able to be okay with being um, not accepted and being different and, and um, being okay with that. And yeah. so now at this time in my life, many years later and, you know, after a very, you know, years ago, I went through a very difficult divorce and you know just raising my children never wanting for them to grow up with split parents never 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 um, but I had to that was another thing that I had to face um, a fear of mine and uh, you know because what I can say is because I followed that and again at times it was just a pinprick of light my kids um, are better than I mean they they are thriving they're well they have an incredible father they have me I'm a great mom you know wow. and and um, it wouldn't have I don't think it would have been that way had I stayed so again I had to listen to that voice um, and and leave something that a lot of people thought I was crazy for leaving um, again you know, um, and that too was hard in some ways harder than leaving at 18. Of walking away. Like, yes. Time, yeah. Time to fold them. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's courage too. And that's take, I feel like that's taking a stand for what your truth is. Yes. And I have to say, even when you hear hearing you say that Oliver is like, um, um, walking away. So, I'm not an advocate of leaving or just walking away of things. Like I, yeah. yeah, no, not, not at all. So in, in both these things in my life and in other things in my life, yes, I had to leave the circumstance and leave the situation, but I went and I, in both these times and other times, did some seriously deep soul searching some seriously facing my fears some screaming and crying and processing and mm. stepping up and do you know what i mean i didn't just leave and like oh i'm good you know 
I mean, I did some serious work and faced my fears and my my demons inside and, and all the scariness inside. And, and that's what I'm not proud of leaving. I'm proud of making a tough choice and then making that choice make me better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. So I'm not saying just walk away, everyone. <laughs> I'm saying if you're going to make a choice, a, a big decision in your life, that's hard. You know, I support you. Make it and know that there is some work to be done after the choice is made. And if you're not up for that, don't make the choice. <laughs> so don't just skip the process. Allow yourself to be in the process and... There's mm -hmm. so much learning to do when, yeah. when you're closing a chapter in your life. A lot mm -hmm. of people don't get complete. They don't look back. They don't take stock. They don't pull out the insights. And I mean, the, the challenge that, that we have is repeating mm. our past. Right. And if we don't take that reflection, like you say, you don't heal, you don't talk about it. You don't get support. Right. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're bound to repeat it in one, one shape or form. Mm -hmm. For sure. Definitely. It was, it's only been since I've gotten involved in coaching and gotten support, like you said, and started to build a community that supports me and trusts me and loves me. And um, it was only till then that I was able in both times that I was able to really heal. So, so you're an entrepreneur, you're a mom, you're a mom entrepreneur. I don't even know. Yeah. That's a word. It is. And you are your professional network marketer. You are a mm -hmm. life coach. Um, tell us a little bit about the work that you do. Tell us a little bit about how you spend your time, your energy these days. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So I, um, these days I am a, I call myself a wealth coach, but um, mm. let, me, let me say for me, certainly, I think we're totally redefining um, the, the definition of wealth it, as, also as leadership. So I'm not talking finances. Finances is one part of wealth. We all know there's many rich, wealthy, financially, uh, financial people that are out there that are miserable. Sad as and, hell. Yeah. And, and not using what they have to make a positive, rich, uh, energy rich, like impact in the world. So um, for me, when I say wealth coach, I mean, you know, thriving relationships. Yes, thriving in money as well, but relationships and health yeah. and you know, outlook and value in the world. Like what are, what value are you adding to the world? So, um, so yes, I call myself a wealth coach in every aspect of the word. And I, um, that's who I love. I also run a, a network marketing business myself and, um, I'm a mom and I, yeah, that's kind of how I spend my days. <laughs> so yeah, you have a lot on your plate. Yes. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I, I, at least from my own experience, I've kind of grown my ability to be with that much momentum and power and things like that. And mm -hmm. I mean, for you, for you to be, you know, to have so many different hats going on, like what are, 
what grounds you? Like what's, do you have a foundation? Do you have a process? Do you have practices that keep you entered, that keep you clear, that allow you to not be distracted when you're with your kids, you're thinking about your business or you're with a client and you're thinking about your kids or should, mm. should be working out. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it. I mean, uh, there's obviously a few things. I definitely am a huge, um, I, I eat very well. That's always been a big thing for me. I just feel when I eat cleaner, I am cleaner. So that's, that's kind of big thing for me. I've always been pretty active. I have a very, I was very blessed with a very strong, healthy body. Um, so I use it. I love to be outside and hike and exercise and stuff. I also am a trained yoga teacher. I taught yoga yeah. for years, so I definitely get my yoga in. And um, so, uh, yeah, things like that, certainly. Um, and then I also am big into, you know, um, visualizations really and and that starts with gratitude for what is <laughs> and and for me visualization is not about what I want to happen it's about tapping into the abundance and the um, the magnificence that is in my life and in this world already yeah. and then and then building on that yeah. you know it's not like, oh, I want that car in my driveway kind of thing. I mean, that'd be fun. But what I always ask myself is, okay, I want that car in my driveway. What am I going to give to the world that I deserve that car? I think how much, I how much value am I going to put out? Who am I going to help today? What lives am I going to change? Because if I'm not out changing lives, I don't deserve that car in my driveway. You know? It's like, what do I need to give so I can have my freaking Tesla? <laughs> That's the one I want. Yes. That's what I think about. And you know what? Like, I, I totally agree with you because um, re recently after my meditations for the last maybe two or three weeks, I've done visualizations in a new way. And it's very similar to what you're saying. And the visualization is it's looking at it's kind of imagining and fantasizing about the end result. But not only that, it's the process to get to that result. So I've been mm. kind of taking that on. So imagine how much work and who am I helping and how many and you know, like how am I going to show up during challenges? So I love the fact that you, that you look at what am I going to give to the universe to, to deserve this, to even allow this to enter into my life. That's so cool. Exactly. Yes, totally. <clears throat> awesome. And what kind of, who would you say is your uh, ideal client? Um, you know, um, Oliver, I, I, one of the things I do and I've taken on is I try to not try to, I want to get rid of that word. I have <laughs> taken on now that I, in my life, I have introduced, I am starting to introduce myself to at least five people a day. So wow. that can be on social media or, you know, belly to belly, what we, what, as we call it, like, so in person, somebody at the coffee shop. Or, That's pretty close yeah. belly to belly, but uh, okay. I know. We <laughs> <laughs> might not want to go that far, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you do have a history with the, the hot springs, and the springs <laughs> right. in the ear. Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> totally. So, um, 
<laughs> That's so funny. Um, so yeah, person to person, you know, that person at the grocery store that checks me out, like why go through the line without knowing their name and them knowing my name and that mm. kind of thing. So, um, and the reason why I share that is you said, who do I typically attract? I mean, I have been attracting, um, you know, young moms, probably because I'm in that range, you know, and uh, some of them are single moms, but there's also yeah. married moms, moms that, you know, have given their, given years to their children and yet are waking up at some point in their children's lives thinking, okay, what's my impact? I mean, God knows it's, it's enough of an impact to be a mother or a father or a parent. I mean, we mm -hmm. are raising the future. I think that's another whole conversation of why the hell don't we support like our responsibilities more? Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but you know, but they are feeling like besides motherhood, what else, what I'm here for something else too. So I've, I've attracted a lot of women who are sitting with that question and looking at what's next for them. Um, you know, and as, as a woman, as an individual, not just a mother kind of thing or a wife kind of thing. So, um, so that's who I've been attracting. And I'm one of those people who I always love to, uh, I can't go out and coach someone or tell someone something and not live it and keep myself on the edge. Yeah. So I, I have taken on that, you know, I'm going to meet five people a day and introduce myself. And some of them I'll just meet and never see again, but some of them friendships will happen or connections of some sort. And I noticed since I've done that, that I'm actually starting to attract other people into my practice as well. Um, and that's because I've, I've opened my heart and my mind to people that have a different background than me, people who are maybe different color than yeah. me, people live in a different country than me, you know, because I want to open always be on my edge and be learning and growing and once I think I that I've got figure, life figured out or this is the way it should be I want someone to teach me hold on what about this hey what about this you know so that's a powerful practice to have yeah to so thank you go out and reach out and introduce yourself and get out of your comfort zone or get out of your shell and just be like hey mm -hmm. I'm Jen right. like who are you what are you up to like, yeah that's really hard. And I yeah, guess, yeah. I mean, something that our coach says, uh, he says, life exists in conversation. Totally. And I, that's what I feel from what you're saying. It's like, yeah, you're just starting up the conversation. You're just getting, you know, to be with people and, and build relationships with people and mm -hmm. getting to know your world, you know, the world around you. I mean, you're interacting with the people you see regularly at the grocery store or walking. Right, or right. Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So what, what's your message? If, what, what would you like to say to some of those women, young mm. moms, single moms, uh, moms who know they have a purpose, uh, you know, their motherhood, obviously, but they have, you know, they have a gift. They have a purpose as well. Mm -hmm. What do you want to say to them? Right. Okay. Well, if I'm speaking specifically to them, to kind of that niche, I would say, Something along the lines of, um, 
And this is not to overstep or say anything about men. <laughs> Please know that. <laughs> I'm just I'm just speaking Kicking to the pants or... <laughs> Well, I'm just speaking to my ladies here in that I definitely feel like um there is a new wave of, of women coming and not just the younger ones, but even whatever age you are, I think women are really waking up to our power and to the fact that really, if we really, 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 uh, you know, kind of dissect it and think about it, the women are the weavers and we are the ones who are going to get this mess in order. <laughs> of this mess of the world, you know? And yeah, men, I mean, that's a separate conversation. They will in their own way, but epic. Women, women are the weavers of communities, of families, of relationships, of, of the world. And so I just have a huge call out to women to to start to level up. I mean, and whatever that is for you, if that's, um, you know, instead of just turning on the TV first thing, you know, like do some stretching in your living room, like say a prayer. Like, can, yeah, like connect to something bigger. I don't, I don't mean you have to go out and change your life and all that stuff. I mean, life happens in the details. But all of us, I ask, what is the next simple thing that you can do that has you on your edge that's that's exciting in a way that feels like you're contributing like feels you're adding value to your community or to the world and do it do it do it do it as that simple is, as or complex it is do it that is such a huge huge <laughs> call to action um especially at least in my interactions with women, mm. definitely need that message. Cause sometimes it, it does feel like I'm a mom, I have kids, I'm in the house or I'm at work and right. I do all these right. things and I'm alone and no one's doing this with me. No one's supporting me. Um, mm -hmm. They could feel, they could be married and still feel like they're being, they're a single mom or like, totally. Um, or, or also to just feel like other, other women are kind of like enemies in a way oh, yes. I, don't how, I don't know i don't understand that dynamic how that happens but it's, mm -hmm. it's constantly there's this antagonizing kind of relationship with other women so mm -hmm. you say like hey like take care of yourself we're the weavers there's community here um mm -hmm. you're gonna put it back together by starting to starting to you know look at ourselves at a, as, a, as a complete whole i think that is such a oh it's a wonderful yes message. Yes, thank you. And yes, that's a, you know, real quick, that's definitely another thing with my sisters I would love to dispel is that, you know, they're the whole competition thing. I mean, I have to tell you, Oliver, I love, love, love being around women who are smarter than me, shine brighter than me, more beautiful than me, richer than me, more voluptuous or passionate than me, because you know what? They make me step up, <laughs> you know, yeah, like rise up to their level. Oh my God. Totally. And, and I mean, beauty, all that and stuff. Vice versa. It, I think they rise up to your oh, level yeah. too, because everyone has their own unique yes. gifts and talents and totally and beauty and all that stuff is is it's really what we all may everyone finds beauty in different things yeah. so that that's i'm not saying beautiful is one standard yeah. i'm just saying anyone who shines brighter and all that the jealousy stuff no let's not go there it's let's let's 
connect hands, you know? <laughs> well, I, I want to be respectful of your time. And yes. I feel like that is such a great way to, to kind of leave off and, and have people wanting more of you. And maybe we can do uh, a round two as well to talk about, to talk more about the, the, like the feminine mm. things, the, the challenges women face uh, from, from your experience and from what you get to see as, as a wealth coach. Um, but I, w- I would love to have some like quick rapid fire questions if you don't mind. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So what's your most favorite book that you've gifted people? Oh goodness. Um, God, there's so many. <laughs> okay. In the last um, 12 months. The last 12 months. Okay. It would be called Untethered Soul. Oh, I'm reading uh, that right Untethered now. Soul. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm in the middle of it. Tell me again. Who's the author I was going to uh, say? By Michael Singer. He also oh. has a great book, uh, The Surrender Experiment. Yes. That's so good. So amazing. Cool. Yes. Yeah. And what is your favorite yoga pose? Oh, my God. Hands down, Shavasana. <laughs> it's the hardest one I, I just made a f- facebook video about shavasana and people skipping shavasana and totally in their life too exactly so and it's funny. i've learned to love it <laughs> when you think of success who do you think of um i mean the obvious person that comes to mind would be oprah rising oh. from from hard hard place to just being so amazingly brilliant oprah that is awesome and if you if you could only leave three pieces of wisdom to the world like this was the last three things that you can say what would your last final message be if it was like three truths Okay. Um, three truths. Um, oh goodness. Um, it would be certainly laugh more. Oh my God. Laugh more. Yes. Laugh more. Um, following that would be don't do, uh, be passionate more. I love passionate on fire people passion um and um i mean it sounds cliche and cheesy but if it were my departing words god 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 love more like love more for sure love everything even the hard things to love love more (laughs) that is so beautiful laugh more be passionate more love more Mm, yes well jen it was such a huge joy to spend time with you Mm, on my end as well i i want to acknowledge you just for the depth that you were willing to go with me and how honest you were about your story and the challenges and just being so transparent because obviously i mean there's there's family members involved and there's things that you went through and how you experienced them and i mean Mm -hmm. you could just boldly say this is what happened. This is what was going on. This is what I had to face. Um, like, I want to commend you for that and how far you've come. So Mm, thank you so much. And thank you for letting me, I feel like every time I tell the story, I heal it a bit more. So you gave me such a gift. Thank you so much. Thank you too. Yeah. You're you're welcome. And (laughs) if there's, 
if there's anything that I want people to walk away with from, you know, this, you know, this type of show or episode is really just everyone has a unique story and mm-hmm. everyone is going through something. And mm. there's really just, it, it's a soul set. It's a mindset. It's a way of looking at your life. And, and you obviously, you displayed that you looked at it and you listened for signs and you made decisions based on, you know, based on your intuition, based on your gut. So yeah, there's so much to draw from. I wrote a lot of notes and I'm really excited to to share this with the world, share this with people. Oh, well, it was an honor and a pleasure. And thank you for making it so, for being so easy to open up to. Oh, thanks. And mm-hmm. how do people find you? Yes. Well, the best place, my um, website is under construction, almost done, but please find me on Facebook, um, Jennifer Acosta, A-C-O-S-T-A. So Jennifer Acosta, A-C-O-S-T-A. Exactly. And she's, and Jen is very active with the Facebook live and the Facebook video. So you got to sign up, (laughs) you got to follow her and check out what she's up to. Yes, please. And not only that, just also say hi. I like to get to know my audience and it's a circular thing. We feed off of each other. So please say hello. Yeah, if you're listening, you can be one of those five people of the day. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Jen. Okay, my dear. You have a lovely day, okay? You too. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's Oliver. Before you take off, just wanted to invite you to my weekly newsletter called Oliver's Picks. This is my weekly recommendations for what I find educational, empowering, entertaining, and engaging. So if you're interested in a dose of goodness, inspiration, tools for growth, uh, different things like that, head on over to olivermanalise.com slash picks. As well, if you haven't already, I would really appreciate you heading on over to iTunes, giving us a five-star rating and writing a review for us. That would mean the world to me. That would support the show in helping us grow and getting the conversation out there. As well, if you're looking for the show notes for each episode and all episodes, you can find them at olivermanalise.com slash show. If there's any feedback or comments or questions that you have for me, I would love to hear from you at podcast at olivermanalise.com. And that is all. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk again soon.